0: If you want to join
1: us, sign up at kathyheller.com slash five day. In your system, in your energetic presence, in your conscious awareness, in your unconscious awareness is the presence of a internal parent who is undamaged, who is full of love and all those qualities of courage and compassion and curiosity, and that it's always there. That presence is always there to care for every part of who you are.
0: Thanks to TurboTax Live for supporting my podcast. Whether you own an up-and-coming small business or you're invested in crypto for the first time, TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who can answer your tax questions, walk you through the whole process, or even do your taxes for you from start to finish, no matter your unique situation. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Thanks to Novo for supporting the Kathy Heller Show. Novo is powerfully simple business checking. You're making something new with your business. To support you, Novo built a new kind of business checking. Get your free business banking account in just 10 minutes at novo.co slash Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to the Kathy Heller Show. So Gabby Bernstein is here today and she is such a gem. I love her. She's so easy to love and I'm so grateful to her. This is such a unique episode. We've done almost 600 episodes and this one is probably as vulnerable as you'll ever have heard me. And that's saying a lot. In this episode, she and I had a very raw, very real, honest conversation about a lot of things and we both cried and we both showed up with our full hearts and It feels really vulnerable to have you hear this, but I also feel like this might be just such a good thing, right? Because it is what it is. And so you're going to hear it. And I think that her book and her work are just going to be, as they've always been, such catalysts for growth and, and blessing in the world. But especially now, this book is so needed, you know, over the last two years, We have all just been through so much in this pandemic and her new book is here to help with all the healing that needs to happen. So I'm excited that we're having this conversation. I think it's really important. Gabby's been here before and I'm sure you know who she is, but just to catch you up, She's a number one New York Times bestselling author, a spiritual teacher, motivational speaker, a podcaster, and she's part of Oprah's Super Soul 100. You might know some of her other books like The Universe Has Your Back, Super Attractor, Judgment Detox, Miracles Now, or Spiritual Junkie. She also has this new book I was just talking about called Happy Days, The Guided Path from Trauma to Profound Freedom and Inner Peace. And in this book, Gabby helps you transform the pain of your past into newfound strength and freedom and chart a path to heal trauma, unlearn fear, And remember, love. You're going to start uncovering the reasons why you feel blocked and scared and anxious, depressed, alone, and you'll start walking the path to become the best version of yourself. It's truly a special book, so definitely get your copy. Also, check out Gabby's podcast, Dear Gabby. On her show, she offers up real-time coaching, straight talk, and conversations about personal growth and spirituality with unique and inspiring guests like Rain Wilson and Reza Aslan, Mel Robbins, Amanda Klutz, and so many more. This conversation, as I said, went in a few unexpected directions, but it was beautiful the way it unfolded. I know that this is a moment that I won't forget. It's an honor to have her back. She always shows up with her full presence, and I think that this is so powerful for us all. So without further ado, please welcome the one and only Gabby Bernstein. Gabby Bernstein, I'm so happy that you're here.
1: You have no idea how happy I'm to be back with you. I love you.
0: This is like Christmas, Hanukkah, everything. I've just had Marion Williamson, Deepak Chopra, and then you. They say like good things come in threes, like the three, the trifecta. Um, you wrote another book. There's more flowing from your gorgeous soul. And this book is big stuff. It's coming out in a few days. You've already said so much. So what made you say, no, 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 this also has to be shared? Why did you write this book?
1: Good question. You said, oh, you have so much you needed to have shared. I think this is the most profound sharing I've ever done. This is a story I could not tell until I was on the other side. And it's a story of how to thrive and survive. And it's my story of recovering from trauma. It's my story of bringing my body back to safety, bringing my mind back to safety and how the reader can do the same.
0: It's so courageous in a world where we don't offer up our vulnerability so often. And um, it's so generous that you
1: were willing to take us on that journey. Mm -hmm. It's timely. It's more relevant than it's ever been. And it's so interesting because this wasn't like planned, you know, I, none of my, my my books always come out because I needed it first. I needed to heal first through my journey of healing. I write about it and then I delivered the message, but I didn't know that this book was going to come out two years into a pandemic when the world oh collective trauma and people are awake, awake more than ever before to their. Wounds from the past, their wounds in the present. They may not even be knowing what it is, but they know it's up because a lot of the defense mechanisms that we built around ourselves, we no longer could really mess with anymore because a lot of obstacles were in the way. So we to had to be left alone with ourselves.
0: Let's unpack this a little bit, so or a lot of it. So the the name of the book for the listeners is Happy Days, The Guided Path from Trauma to Profound Freedom and Inner Peace. So let's begin with how do you even recognize when there is trauma? And then let's talk about how we can sort of cross that ocean into profound, I love those words, profound, a profound sense of freedom. But let's begin with how we recognize it and then what that even means to sort of shift into a different
1: place of alignment? Well, first and foremost, I think five years ago, if this book had come out, people would see the word trauma and they'd be like, nope, no, thank you, not going there. Yeah. Now I think there's a huge opening. People are more ready for this than ever because we've been the witness of a lot of unresolved wounds coming back up (laughs) because when you're in crisis, your old stuff shows up. And every one of us is traumatized. We've all had some form of trauma, whether it's a big T trauma or a small T trauma. And I'll explain the difference. A big T trauma is experiencing abuse or neglect as a child. A big T trauma is being raped or having some kind of violent attack or living through an experience that was an earth shattering experience. When you have a small T trauma, it could be something like being bullied or being told you're stupid as a, by your teacher, or just feeling like you weren't seen as a child. Right. And these small T traumas really go overlooked. And that's why I'm saying that we're all traumatized. We just, if it's not such a catastrophe, or if it's not such a huge moment in time, we won't diagnose ourselves or get diagnosed with trauma, but we all got it. And the reason I can safely say we've all got it is that we've all lived through a collective trauma, continuously living through a collective trauma known as this worldwide pandemic then this collective trauma has activated those younger traumas in us
0: and recently you were so again you were very vulnerable and brave and shared some of what you share overlaps in the book where you went through a really, really painful experience with a baby and a pregnancy and I I was just um blown away at how you found your way to this place of the infinite, this place of wholeness, even with sitting in and being available for, for all of the feelings, for pain. That was exquisite and mesmerizing. Mm. And um, I actually lost a baby to trisomy 18 two years ago, and he was ill, and I had to go to the hospital with him alive and end that journey, which was really, really mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. And when I witnessed you in your experience more recently than this two years ago, I was just so healed and given so much by proxy of being aware of you and where you were able to swirl and show up. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: I'd be happy to. And I just want to acknowledge you and all the mamas out there and the fathers out there who've experienced this type of loss because it happens all the time and it's not talked about enough. Yeah. So let me just ask you a question. Were you still... Pregnant and he was alive, or was he? Yeah, that was my experience too. So... I've
0: never met anybody else who had
1: that experience. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. No, no, I didn't have a miscarriage. I had to do Same. a de- Yeah. So three months ago, I was five and a half months pregnant. I was supposed to be delivering in a few weeks, actually. And my 20 week scan the baby's alive, but he's really, he's two weeks behind in growth. And <laughs> thank you so much for um, helping me just feel into the grief a little bit because I've been really pushing past it. <laughs> thank you. This is really helpful for me because I've been really like just moving on, you know? And I, it's, and I know that the grief comes in waves and I want to honor you for the grief that my, you might be experiencing right now too. But yeah, he was um, I spent a year doing IVF to get this one healthy embryo. And I kept saying, All you need is one. And I remember when we were in the doctor's office, the um they were really getting nervous and we were like, What's going on? And they're like, Do you have any embryos saved? And we're like, No, my husband said under his breath, all you need is one. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, I'm gonna get to the point. Um this is really valuable though. I just want to really acknowledge you for holding the space for me to just feel, because even though it's happening publicly, it's necessary because I don't, and I'll explain a little bit about my, my grace and grieving and how this is why this is a moment that's very valuable for me. But I, um, yeah, so I the baby was alive in my body at five and a half weeks and I had to go into the hospital. I had to live with him knowing he was going to be taken out of me. And I had to go to the hospital and I had to let him go. And his name was Owen. And I believe he came in to my body at that time in that way to give me a lot of grace, to give me a lot of opportunity to learn. And an opportunity to get closer to my husband an opportunity to really give my three-year-old my all. And to just really never sweat the small stuff ever again and so what I noticed was all the decades of personal growth and spiritual work just hold me like a pillow of faith when this happened and I was able to even witness what I'm noticing right now was this part of me, a protector, part of me that was dissociated. It's a very important part that shows up in times of crisis. And I think it's necessary at times. And I was able to notice, okay, you know, dissociated part is just up and she's doing her job right now, which is to numb you out and then titrate into the grief and then go back to numbing and then into the grief. And that's what we're doing even here right now is being able to touch into the feeling that. I'm so grateful. This isn't like the wrong word, but that you activated in me in a really profound way. And I'm great, deeply grateful for that because I've been very removed. And so grief is just like this. It's going to come in, in moments like this public for podcast, And then the work is to be fully present in that moment with that grief. And then, When you notice that part of you that wants to just be like, okay, I'm going to check out now, or it's time to get back to work or whatever, then just say, thank you for helping me not live in this grief, not live in this victim mentality. And so I think that the healing process and to go through grief with grace means that you have the bravery to titrate into it and touch into it and then come out and then go in and then come out. And that's actually a lot of what the trauma healing process is. It's, It's not rip off the band-aid and just feel it all at once it's just notice what's up and then come back to safety and then go back in and come back and it's slow and it's going to come in random moments and I'm so grateful that this was one of them
0: you are so easy to love and you're so beautiful like inside and outside like when Hashem made you he just put so much extra glitter and magic in you and you know that and for you to be able to um be really with with this in this moment like for everyone who's listening and everyone who has you on a pedestal which it's appropriate on some level you're pretty amazing but this mm-hmm. is your legacy like this really shows the the way in which you are so so available to really live this fully spiritual existence and i just want to add this because we You just gave such a beautiful opening. I just wanted to add this, that you and I shared such a similar, that's such a similar fact pattern. That's the circumstance that I lived, that I went to Cedar sinai with a baby that was alive in me and it was around the same time, the 20th week. And it was so painful for me, Gabby. And I had gone through 11 rounds of fertility treatment. And this was like, it was similar. I got you. I know exactly. (laughs) yeah you got me and i had a conversation with a friend of mine who's a healer in jerusalem and i was like this is insane that i'm like spending this next week with this being and it's like the most painful like i wish that god would just like let god do it like why am i even in the-? anyway she said a few things to me i just want to i feel compelled to share them with you because maybe this will yeah. offer you some light yeah please so she said kathy you know it's our belief in jewish tradition that we see the mission before we sign up for the assignment to come into this world. And she said, his soul looked into the future and signed, volunteered for the mission, mm-hmm. knowing that this would be the Tikkun, the, whatever the soul needed, like this was it. And then she said, can I just say to you, how cool is it that his entire experience of reality was Kathy. Like all he knew about the world was your, your vibration. And she goes, what a gift. Like, like that was his full experience of reality. It's just you, your way of looking at the world, the way you breathe, the way you dance, the way you see it. She goes, what a high level. And then I said to her, this is so hard for me to do this. And she said, Kath, you know Torah, right? She's like, What's the hardest test? The hardest test is Avraham going up to the mountain with, with Isaac. And she said, And what do we learn? That they went together, that he walked with him. And she said, You're not going alone. She goes, Next week, when you go to that surgery, you're going together. Like, together you walk there, together you go there, which was just so amazing. And When I came out of surgery, I was crying. And I turned to the doctor who was there as I was waking up. And I said to her, I'm crying. Like, why am I crying? I'm not in any pain. And she said, Kathy, I've done so many different kinds of surgeries. She said, I only saw that a couple times and it's only been with mothers. And she said, as soon as we took him, you started to cry in the OR. You knew, yeah. and you you've been crying since then, and you're not in any pain. And that next night was Shabbat, and when we were singing Shalom Aleichem, the last verse is Le Shalom, where you like tell the angels like they can go, and the soul hangs out for a few days. And I said to the kids, "He's here now, so just like thank him for being here, and let's just send him back with like so much love." And and I felt similar to you that the amount of um, love that came, the roses, the flowers. My house was like a floral shop,
1: people. It was a floral shop, yep.
0: (laughs) And I felt that feeling of like, maybe he can't let me experience being carried on wings of so much love, so many people so unconditionally. So it's amazing how we can choose what we make meaning of. And I don't know if that helped you, but.
1: Oh God, I can't stop crying. That was the most. Be- I want you to send that to me if you don't mind. It was the most beautiful thing, and it's it's so uh, soothing to me to just remember and to honor that experience. Because if you don't show up for it in these moments, it's going to come back to you in different moments that you don't want it to. Right? Yeah, show up. And- in- And the
0: thing is with grief and with any kind of pain, it's like my mindfulness teacher used to say that feelings are like visitors. Like they're just going to keep knocking until we let them in. And, and Janine Roth, like I love her work where she talks about, you know, just feeling the feeling itself. There's a beauty in that like grief. When we, when you and I were just crying, what was that? That was love come alive. Like that's what we were experiencing the love. Right. So it's like to deny yourself, to tell yourself you can't handle it. Anyway, Back to you. This is about you. This is about your work. This is about your book.
1: But the, the, Everything that we just shared and everything that you just shared is about this book. Yeah. Is that. It's the grief of our own loss as innocent children. It's the grief of the parts of ourselves that departed when we were so young. And it's, it's really giving ourselves the voice to honor, care for love and respect the inner children within ourselves, within our own system, so that we can then move through difficult adult moments like this with faith and grace. And I believe that the way that you and I have been able to be here right now and resiliently speak of these topics, even with the tears, but the tears are part of the resilience, is because of the personal growth work that we've done in our life. And so I don't, that doesn't mean when you practice spiritual principles and you commit to therapeutic processes and you heal your wounds from the past, it doesn't mean that doesn't hit the fan, but what it means is that you can see it through the lens of a spiritual perspective, just like what your, was it, was it a rabbi that spoke with you? Yeah. Like that to me is just extraordinary. You know, and I, I, I echo those beliefs that our souls make a commitment in this lifetime to come in and to experience whatever we need to experience so that we can really have the spiritual assignment that we need. And sometimes those souls come in the form of five months to just be in the presence of our energy or to teach us a profound lesson. But sometimes it's not about us. It's that that soul needed. We needed to be a conduit through which that soul came through to have that experience in our body. Yeah. And that Knowing of safety and security and love. And that's enough. That's what they needed. And that's, we got to take one for the team sometimes. Yep.
0: And you've said before moving through, and you talk about in the, the even the title of the book, it's the path. It's from, you know, from here to this place of profound freedom. And Deepak was here last week and he was talking about how like the purpose of life. I said, What do you think it is? And he's like, Knowing who you are and who you are, he said, you're Jewish. He goes, in your words, it's the Ein Sof, the endless light, the was, is, always, will be. I think that when you just were referring to like, it's our work, personal development work that it helps us. I think it's that. I think it's that we either are in this place of ego where we make up stories and we get stuck and we're sort of dis- kind of disconnected from this wholeness, from this infinite, from this I am, from what really is. And you have allowed so many people to step into that through your work through your knowing through the way that you've been able to to teach us and you talk about it in this book help us understand because sometimes that automatic program just keeps playing those illusions of scarcity and we're not safe and we're all of the doom and gloom and there is this other aspect that is that exists how do we change the radio station so we don't get stuck in it and we can move into what you call profound
1: freedom? I like how you said, change the radio station. It's not just about changing our thoughts. They will change as a result of this work because our thoughts become beliefs. And those beliefs become experiences in our body and those experiences in our body get truncated and we just consistently react and respond and react and respond to those disturbances that are not resolved. So the undoing of those traumas with a big T, traumas with a small T, from the past or even the present happens through connection to exactly what you were just saying, the light within you connection to what in internal family systems therapy, which I've just recently trained in is known as self with a capital S it's the connection to what I've spoken about for decades, which is higher power of your own understanding. And in each of us, there is a self, there is that presence of love that presence of compassion, that presence of courage, creativity, calmness. And when we start to get direct access to that presence, Mm -hmm. then that presence can become like an internal parent that helps Mm -hmm. us resolve all the addictions, all of the, the protection mechanisms that we've built up against our historical suffering. And that is the same thing that Deepak's saying, just in different language it's that we all have that access. And he said, he said to get to know yourself, but what he means, is that what he said? To get to know yourself or to-
0: Know who you really are, what
1: the self really is, the I am. Exactly what he's saying is to get to know intimately the God within you, to know the self with a capital S within you, to know that in your system, in your energetic presence, in your conscious awareness, in your unconscious awareness is the presence of a- internal parent who is undamaged, who is full of love and all those qualities of courage and compassion and curiosity, and that it's always there. That presence is always there to care for every part of who you are. And that's the goal of this book is to help the reader return to and create direct access to that part of themselves so that they can really truly undo the patterns from the past so they can be free in the present
0: it's a must read we'll put the links in the show notes and it, i'm sure it's going to be an immediate bestseller you say a lot of things that i quote a lot one of the things i've been quoting of, of yours lately i said it to mike dooley the other day he goes oh let me write that down gabby said that that's great um you say we don't attract what we want
1: we attract what we are you know wayne dyer really said that that's oh wayne. did
0: he Okay. Well, I saw you posted on Instagram. So I've been, you kind of are all saying the same thing well, though, but I'm I, channeling Wayne Dyer
1: every single day is
0: the best, but I, I'll, as much as I love and know him, I actually only have heard you say that. So that's, that's cool. Either way. I love both. So what's so big about this, because everyone's like, "Oh, Gabby's going to be on her show. We should talk about manifesting. And we should talk about it. that piece. We don't attract what we want. We attract what we are. Let's dive deeper here because what you're saying, what you just said, which I have never heard it put that way, is like inside of us, right? That, that God of our understanding and that is the self, right? And that, that can parent us, that can lead us home, that can help us cross the ocean. That is it. That is the work, right? To really get, if, if we attract what we are, then what are we and how do we calibrate to it? So let's talk about how we can find access to it and mm. memorize it so we can come back to it mm. as often as we need to.
1: Well, it's not finding it, it's returning to it. And it's uh, that beautiful quote from A Course in Miracles I'm not here to teach you the meaning of love. I'm here to teach you how to release the blocks to the presence of love within you. I love it. And that is the path. Now, to release the blocks to the presence of love within you means that God's going to show up in a lot of different forms when you become open and willing to go there. And so what kind of forms, in my case, spiritual practice, in my case, people like Marianne, Deepak, and Wayne, in my case, deep therapeutic processes that I believe are not, they're under this guise of therapy, but the practices that spirit guided me to are profound spiritual practices. And so in the book I really go deep with my journey of addiction to remembering in my late 30s remembering being experiencing sexual abuse as a child and then workaholism and all of the and then postpartum depression and all of the experiences that I've had through life that have been divinely planted by God really or by my soul my soul chose this path to get to this moment and also to be where I was Last year and the year before and the year before, because each step of the way was revealing to me deeper opportunities for growth so that I could heal myself and also be an expression of that light through the books and the way that I serve others. And so the real trauma recovery, the undoing of those energetic disturbances came through spiritual faith and these profound spiritual therapeutic processes, somatic experiencing, which is a body-based therapy. EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, which is a profound therapy that, that uses bilateral brain stimulation to help you open up the window of tolerance to process old unresolved emotions. And practices like IFS, internal family systems, which helps us get a direct access to self-energy, which is just like a direct access to God. And so these therapies, there's spirit and God in all of it. There's spirit and God in all of it, and while this is a journey of of therapeutic process and spiritual development to get to to get the other side of trauma, it's really my most profound spiritual book. So while it's not a book on manifesting, it's not a book on spiritual practices all throughout, it's the most profoundly spiritual book, and it's the book that will help you manifest most because when we do the inner work, we get closer to that truth of who we are.
0: It's a hundred thousand percent true. It's it's always so fascinating how many people show up on January 1st and they're like, you got goals and you wanted this and what's your vision board and all of this stuff. And if you keep showing up with the vibrational signature that you have, and you're not willing to really make space to then change that, it doesn't matter what goals you set up. You're going to keep going back into this pattern, whatever this pattern is. So this to me, it's like, this is the work. We live in a culture where everyone just wants to have fun and feel good. And there really is no space for how are you really, or can I sit beside you and not even cheer you up, but just sit and witness for you and hold for you what is, and, and can we make space to invite all of these feelings to tea with us every day? and not carry shame around feeling it. So let's talk about that because I do think that there's such resistance to even naming or acknowledging there's so much shame that we carry that we don't even want to open the door. So how can we do that in a way that feels safe? And how can we do that in a way where we know it's not going to swallow us, that we will be able to be with it and then step away from it?
1: I think the most profound path to this practice that you're referencing is through internal family systems therapy. And I've been practicing it for a decade in my own therapy with my therapist. And then I got trained and it's been brought to us and brought to the world through my friend, Dick Schwartz, who is a profound therapist and real channel. He's not gonna be able to say that in his clinical space, but I'm gonna say it for him. He channeled this material from his guides to give this gift to the world. And so the premise of IFS is that we have these child parts of ourselves that we've pushed down and shut down and locked up under lock and key and those are known as exiled parts. And then we have all these forms of protection you might call them po- coping mechanisms but I would they're called protector parts. And so that's the me for me like the dissociation or the cocaine addict or the workaholic or the part of me that gets outraged or wants to control everything. And those protectors have very extreme patterns because they're really protecting us from feeling those impermissible feelings. But when we get to this really important point, which is that we all have self and self is that same thing that Deepak was referencing, get to know the truth of who you are. Self is courageous and compassionate and caring and calm and It's curious. And when we really connect to that self energy, that's when we can allow self to have direct access to the parts of us that were just so activated, the protectors, and soothe them. And so it's just like saying, okay, I've got this ego part of me and I'm going to bring it to God for healing. Well, in this instance, it's I've got this protector part that's just pushing down that old, young part and I'm going to just speak to it with some compassion and extend some curiosity and be courageous enough to get to know it and notice it. What is it saying to me? How does it make me feel? What does it need from me? And as we begin that dialogue between self and the protector parts, our whole system settles. The protectors can lay down their knives. Yeah. They can clear space for us to do deeper work. And I, I think your audience can handle that. Like, I think that's a lot to really, I've been talking about it a lot on these podcasts and I'm doing my best to demystify the, the principles, but I think this audience in particular can handle that. And the simplicity is that we all have that self that we keep speaking of. And when self becomes that internal parent and the leader of all of the different parts of who we are, we can get our nervous system and our subconscious and our conscious thoughts and our experiences and the ways we react to everything in life to a much safer place.
0: It's so important. I was feeling all these feelings come up in me as you named those pieces. This conversation is amazing. Before we keep going, I just want to thank our sponsors. Fortune favors the bold, the strong, the brave. For your business to break out of anything holding you back, you need business checking as brave as you are. Introducing Novo Powerfully Simple Business Checking. Unlike the traditional banking model, Novo has no minimum balances, no transaction limits, and no hidden fees. Instead of a one-size-fits-all approach, Novo is customized for your business to save you time and free of cash flow with seamless integrations to Stripe, Shopify, QuickBooks Online, and more. Sign up for Novo for free and join the community of over 150,000 fearless small businesses who found the customizable business checking solution that admires their bravery. I know that getting your small business off the ground isn't easy, so I love that Novo is there to support you in this way. They make it super quick. and easy. You can submit your application in under 10 minutes and they provide easy transfers with free ACH transfers, mail checks, and incoming wires. And they have a super responsive human customer service team to help you get started and be there for you as you grow. Sign up for your free business checking account right now at novo.co slash dreamjob. Plus Kathy Heller Show listeners get access to over $5,000 in perks and discounts. Go to novo.co slash dreamjob to sign up for free. Novo.co slash dreamjob. Novo Platform, Inc. is a fintech, not a bank. Banking services provided by Middlesex Federal Savings FA member FDIC. Terms and conditions apply. People think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes. But for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes things interesting because an interesting life can mean even greater refund. Luckily, TurboTax Live can match you with the right expert who has experience in your unique situation and can answer all your tax questions right from your phone or computer. Plus, they can even take care of the whole filing process for you. So whether you lost your own startup or you're working multiple jobs, you have different side hustles and maybe you're juggling multiple incomes, an experienced TurboTax Live expert can help you during the entire filing process or do your taxes for you from start to finish to get you to the tax deductions that you deserve. Visit turbotax.com to learn more. You do your thing. They've got your taxes into it. TurboTax live. I remember the first time I met Danielle Laporte and she's like, you know, what's so scary about being a workaholic is people will be like, you're crushing it. It's so impressive. Exactly. And then you go, wait a minute, let me be brutally honest with myself. You know, I'm addicted to this achievement thing. I'm addicted to creating content. I'm, ad- I'm addicted to this, and um, what you just sort of laid out so gently and so beautifully is is a path where I think we could just start to become aware of it and without judgment, just curiosity. Like you said, just invite it. Like, what is it protecting you from? That
1: I, maybe let's actually work with it. Do you have a do you have a workaholic part? Oh, it's like my biggest part. Yeah. Okay. So let's, do you want to talk just? Sure. Sure. Cool. We have a little buy-in here. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, buy-in before I can get in, we can't go into the system without you wanting to get into the system. Okay. So take a moment to just connect with your body and just take a breath and just notice what you notice and find, and just focus on what that workaholic feels like in your body. Does it have a gender? does it have an image that comes to mind? What do you notice?
0: Oh, it's so much of my identity. I I feel it in my chest and in my shoulders. And yeah, I, I definitely feel it. It's like an armor almost.
1: Does it have a gender or an age or anything that you know about it?
0: It actually, what came up, which I'm not sure why, but I just felt like my young, I saw myself in my living room at like nine years old.
1: Okay. So so she's a little girl. Okay. Beautiful. And anything else that you know about her that you might want me to know? I think she just feels
0: like she needs to do a lot for a lot of people. And that's her identity is
1: like showing up and doing. Mm Yeah. Yeah. How do you, Kathy, adult resource Kathy, that's with me, that's so beautiful and profoundly spiritual and connected and divine. How do you feel towards her? I love her. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would it be uh, beneficial to tell her that? To say to her, I love you? Yeah. Does she know that you're here?
0: Oh, it's, I've never asked that question of myself.
1: Um. No. Hmm. What does she need right now? Um, She needs to know that she
0: is loved no matter what she does or how much she can
1: help. Okay. So she's not yet aware that you're here. Does she know I'm here? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And does she know that I love her (laughs) and that I'm so curious about her and I have so much compassion towards her? That is so sweet. So with that awareness, that she knows that I'm here with her, can she speak up a little bit more about what she might need from us, from me? Um, she needs permission to rest. Excellent. Excellent. Can you say that to her? Yeah. What would resting look like to you? visually like is there a space that you'd be in where you rest is there anything that comes to mind that's restful for you visually um
0: yeah just being able to be quiet and still and not have to serve and meet everybody's needs even just being in a moment just quiet and still
1: is there a place that you feel safe being quiet and still in my backyard all right right on okay (laughs) okay If you extended some energy towards her and invited her to the backyard, just, just close your eyes for a second because let's see if she knows that you're there and that you want to take her to the backyard for a little while, give her a little break. Does she know that you're there now? Yeah. Well, okay. In your own inner awareness, just visualize what that would be like to take her out of the living room from the childhood living room and just bring her to the backyard Beautiful. Let me know when you guys are there. Okay. We're there. How does it feel to be with her in the backyard right now? Good. How does it feel in your body? Relief. Mm. What is she saying and doing now that she's in the backyard? She just feels noticed and happy. Now that she's not in her... Regular job of workaholism, and she's in the backyard. Is anything else that she'd rather be doing? It's more of that, more of just nothing, more resting, resting. Yeah, and yeah, just resting. Great, excellent. (laughs) Wants to sit in the sun and just have a have a little iced tea with you. Excellent. How does she feel towards you now? Good, taken care of, beautiful,
0: acknowledged. Yes. Yes. How do you feel towards her? It's amazing. I just can feel like 900 bricks are just set down. Yeah.
1: The wall that you built up against her has been dismantled now. Hmm. Yes, love. Oh, Kathy, I want to send so much love to the little girl. And I just want to thank her for being so brave. And honestly, the little girl is a part that's hard to get to the workaholic was in the way of her. So the workaholic stepped aside to let us to know that it was And it was absolutely profound. And I want to honor yourself, all those sea qualities of yourself, the courage and the compassion and the curiosity for swooping right in so effortlessly to just give her a break, just bring her to safety. And so this is an opportunity. What we just did is bringing yourself to help parent her, care for her. Your adult resourced, undamaged self. Yeah. You know, always notice when she's going into act, when Workaholic is there, you can ask Workaholic to step aside and you can grab the little girl by the hand off the couch and bring her back to the backyard.
0: It's so big. I just got so much healing from that. And I'm so... You know what it is, Gabby? It's like, I think a lot of people feel this way. I certainly feel this way in moments that love is earned and how you just showed up for me. So complete, generous, unconditional presence is like, I've gotten so good at being the most helpful, mm-hmm. most charming, most intellect, whatever I need to be for other people. And then they're like, great, more of that, you know, and what you just gave me and that journey, you took me through in holding all of that. It's unbelievable. And it took however many minutes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I just like got a huge, it was like, I, I just crossed a bridge.
1: Mm-hmm. Your ability to Resource self, and then have self connect to her—that right into the child part—is a testament to the profound transformational work you've been doing in your life. Thank you. And it—it is why I felt safe enough on a podcast to go there with you. This is a a journey that doesn't work so quickly all the time. You know, it always works. It always works if there's buy-in. And but you—you know—you went so fast and. You know, I noticed the part of you that is so, has such this incredible ability to see others, yeah. to really, truly take other people in, in such a huge way. And I noticed it was from the second we started, Kathy, I just felt so seen by you. And so I want you to honor that part. That's like, so giving and loving and caring and available and say, wow, you know, you're really doing big work in the world. But you can also be a little, this is the IFS language, so don't take it the wrong way. But it's these parts that are, it's also protector, right? And it's protecting you from seeing yourself. Totally.
0: My God. And we've done 600 episodes with some of our mutual favorite people. And I've had the pleasure of having you here before. And in 600 episodes, no one has ever seen me or named any of this which I mean, you're, you're just such a gift and I so am here for it. And I, I don't know how extraordinary I did not anticipate that we would be having this conversation and how awesome to be a vibrational match for this conversation because it is blow your hair back. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And thank you for all of that. You're right. That's the gift I love to give is, is really holding and seeing people and you're right i can learn to turn that toward myself and sure. that's very much needed
1: correct yeah and that's why it's important to recognize that all the parts of ourselves even though they might feel extreme or addictive or whatever workaholic they're very valuable and we all have a very important service and when they get out of their extreme roles they can be used as a force for good real good real great good. And they've been doing a good job all along. They've been doing the best that they can, you know. doing the best they can to keep us safe from those feelings that we didn't want to feel. And I go into this in depth in the book and I have a whole chapter on IFS and what it means to me. And I really go deep into the practice of helping people create a direct line to that self, the self energy and all those self qualities. And when we establish that connection, we become the internal parent. Self becomes the internal parent of our system.
0: It's incredible. It's a must read. I want to ask you this question because it comes up a lot for our listeners, which is some people will say, Gabby, I don't have a problem feeling bad. It's feeling good that I have a problem with. I actually feel bad all the time. So isn't that me being with trauma? I feel sad and self-doubt and lousy all the time. How can we then set down this agreement that we're supposed to feel bad all the time where people tend to live there and instead understand that actually there is a experience of feeling good that's also available.
1: Absolutely. So I actually say throughout the book and I've said this all throughout my career that you can be going through really tough shit and still have fun along the way. <laughs> and so I wrote this book after 42 years of life with a lot of tough shit that I've shown up for. Some of it, many people recognize, and some people may not have even seen anything like that in their life. But the entire journey of living through those traumatic events and breakdowns and whatever I was going through, I still leaned into the light along the way. And so if you just allow yourself to be going through whatever you're going through and become willing to do some, Deeper work around it. That's all that's required. And then while you go through that journey of deepening your practice of self awareness and, and self soothing, you open up your capacity to give yourself permission to still have fun along the way, to have many moments of light along the way. Feeling like sh- is another protector mechanism. You know, it's like, oh, I'm a victim or I'm, wow. you know, stressed or depression, anxiety. And listen, I want to be real clear when I talk about depression and anxiety too, because in the book, I also share about being diagnosed with a chemical condition called postpartum depression and anxiety that took me down. And in that moment, I needed psychiatric support. So okay. I, don't, I don't want to blow off depression and anxiety at all. But I do want to say that it's not a biochemical issue it is another form of numbing out the impermissible feelings that we've you know, been talking about today.
0: Yeah, it's so true. And that is a beautiful way of of shedding light on that. And again, this book is so good for everybody because you cover so much. But I do think that pain is inevitable, but suffering is kind of optional. And what you're laying out for us is, like you say, it is a path to that inner peace, that profound freedom I think that what we don't recognize is that if the thoughts and the feelings are also generating cortisol, where we biologically get addicted
1: to the suffering. Can you talk Absolutely. about that for a second? With the book too. I know. That's why I'm mentioning it. <laughs> There's a whole chapter on the psychosomatic effects of, of trauma and unresolved belief systems. Because when we live and carry these stories in our brain, in our consciousness, in our subconscious, we also, another form of protection Another protector part is gastrointestinal issues, is fibromyalgia, it's migraines, it's sleep disorders. Those are psychosomatic conditions that are often masking impermissible feelings. And there's a whole chapter on that. (laughs) So you, I always have this next to me, by
0: the way, your deck and Michaela's also a friend of mine. Of course, we'd find each other in the stream, right? She kind of speaks. My,
1: this. my two rabbis, you and Michaela. <laughs> oh my God, I adore
0: her. But um, I pull one of these cards at least once a day, sometimes more than once a day. And whenever I, I pull one, sometimes I'll share it with my sister or I'll share it on a call. I'll show people the card deck. And everybody wants to live here. Everybody really wants to live here where this is what we're thinking and therefore feeling and therefore giving ourselves oxytocin or dopamine or whatever comes with our internal pharmacy based on what we're thinking, but it feels really hard to stay here. Yeah. And so what do you offer for people who they get it? They've seen, they've had moments of seeing how good this feels and how true this feels mm-hmm. and they want to sustain it. What yeah. can we do?
1: Well, it's not like you're going to start a path Yes. Like and then live in the miraculous all the time. And I once had, once had a audience member in England say to me, Tabby, do you live in light all the time? And I was like, <laughs> hell no, but I come back fast. So it's not about living in the deck, you know, living in those affirmations every second of your day. It's about having the resilience and the practice that makes it easier and swifter to come back fast. Yeah.
0: Leave us with one one mantra that helps us return to the self, that helps us return to that place where we find inner peace and freedom.
1: What's one that you love? It would be an affirmation of compassion. Speaking to ourself, I love you. I honor you. I respect you. And I'm here for you. Love it. You are a force. Right. I'm
0: so grateful that you chose to do your assignment. And I'm so grateful that you are here today and that you allowed me to hold that space and that you even then showed up for me in such a profound way. Tell everybody um, where they can get the book and where they can follow more of you.
1: So the book is called happy days, the guided path from trauma to profound freedom and inner peace. You can get it wherever you buy your books. You can go to deargabby.com slash happy days. I'm giving away a live event. If you get the book before the 26th. It's so fun. Other places you can find me in my podcast is called dear Gabby. I do what I did here with you, which I dear Gabby to you. <laughs> and you know what I coach people and support them with the methods I have and in love And I am also on Instagram at Gabby Bernstein.
0: You are light and your podcast. I feel like we should have you back another time just to talk about your podcast because it's so extraordinary. So everybody go listen and we will put an extra link.
1: I love you. And I want to invite your little girl to a backyard barbecue anytime.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love you. And the way you cook, I'm like, oh, I'm there for that. Um, <laughs> God bless you. And may everything you do be so matzliach. May it just be be received fully. And may you continue to have all of the most incredible opportunities to shine your light. And may it continue to be received in the world. And may you just feel the ripple effects of how much grace and healing you
1: offer just being you. That is so received. I'm sending it right back to you. God bless you.
0: Oh my gosh. That was seriously one of the most epic conversations we've had on this show. Here are the takeaways. Number one, grief comes in moments. The work is to be fully present in the moment with the grief. Going through grief with grace means you have bravery to touch into it and then come out. Number two, souls make a commitment to come in and experience whatever we need so we can have our spiritual assignment. Number three, give yourself the voice to honor, care for, love, and respect your inner child so you can move through harder moments with faith and grace. Number four, undoing traumas happens through connection to light within you. Connection with self, connection with the higher power of your own understanding. Number five, in each of us is a self, a presence of love, compassion, courage, curiosity, creativity, and calm. When you get direct access to presence, it becomes an internal parent who's always there to care for every part of who you are. Number six, it's not about finding who you are. It's about returning to who you are. Number seven, all parts of yourself are valuable. They all have an important service. When they're not in their extreme roles, they can be a force for real good. And number eight, you can go through really tough things and still have fun along the way. As you go through the journey, open your capacity to have fun and lean into the moments of light. All right, Let's celebrate some wins from our alumni. So Jennifer said, I'm almost at 2,500 downloads and I'm so dang excited. I've had my podcast for almost two years since May 2020. And I just recently started actually telling people about it. Why did I wait so long? I love podcasting and inspiring and talking so much. I find it amazing that people on four different continents listen to little me. It's so much fun. Oh my gosh, Jennifer, that's incredible. I love that you're having so much fun and getting lit up from finding your people. You should be so proud of yourself for having the courage to be visible and let everyone know that you have a podcast. You can all go listen to Jennifer's podcast. It's called Living Joyful and Well. Okay, here's the next win. So Kenzie said, I launched on February 4th and have already received so much love and positive feedback for the goodness I'm putting out there for the motherhood community of Maine. I have interviews booked every week for months out following the steps in the program hope to have a website launched by April and becoming more clear on my dream service to hopefully offer that by June. I'm having so much fun creating this podcast. I finally feel more like myself again on my own postpartum journey, excited for the future and confident in my vision for myself. I'm doing this to reignite my own creative passions and purpose in being a mama and to pave the way and show my daughter the beauty and potential of being your authentic self and sharing your voice with the world. Kenzie, that is so beautiful and it's so inspiring to see you come home to yourself and you're going to light the spark in so many other moms who need that nudge and self-permission to return to their true selves. It's incredibly powerful and I know you're going to create such huge ripple effects with all the fun things you're doing. Let's give Kenzie some love. Her podcast is called Mommy and Maine and Maine is spelled M-A-I-N-E. Thank you so much for listening. I know that you have a million things going on. I know there's so much that you could be doing. It means the world that you're here. Thank you for being here. We have epic conversations coming up. Ben Rector is going to be here, Deepak Chopra. So make sure that you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow along wherever you're listening. And I'm curious if you can think of someone who needs this episode. Can you think of someone who would benefit from hearing this? If the answer is yes, email them or text them the link. And better yet, take a screenshot and post about this in your Instagram and tag Gabby at Gabby Bernstein because I want her to see that this community is so beautiful because it is such a high vibration. It's so different than any community I've ever seen. So let her know that you heard it. Tag her at Gabby Bernstein. You can tag me at Kathy.Heller and I'll repost some of them. And come follow me on Instagram. Yesterday I was doing a and a thread. You can see some of the questions people ask. I'll put up another one soon so you can ask me questions. I love answering those questions in my stories. I love you guys so much. I'll leave you with a song of mine. Have an amazing weekend.